Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. It's good to see that Phil is back to human form now after being knocked up on all of these uh dentistry drugs earlier for yeah, his, his yeah. fucking root canal. I think canal. they messed with my like uh, my birth control or something like that because it was <laughs> I was really feeling out of whack. And you know, with mercury being in Gatorade or whatever they're saying, like it's been it's been quite a it's been quite a day. You know, yeah. it's been quite a week. You know, but in like all these things converging and that we were both in the chair today. Which yeah, we were. We were both in strange. there, and and it was both um, kind of just a useless thing because I still have to go back. They didn't actually do what they were supposed to do. Oh, and I got I me a brand new root canal. Wasted like an hour and a half of my time. Made me late to work. Oh, but man. I'm not mad about it. Bastardos. Right. So that's done, and that was over with. We were both still able to come in today and talk about some really cool stuff. Um, some stuff that. A lot of you guys might be interested in because it's very different than, you know, usually where we might go with our conversations. Um, Because if you are at all into the esoteric lifestyle or at all into occultism or just, you know, uh, starting to develop your own spiritual beliefs on, you know, how everything really is just tied together, then this might be an episode that's very interesting to you. We have a very good friend of uh, a very good new friend, I should say, because even though we haven't known her that long, I consider her to be, you know, a good friend. I think she's really interesting. Um, got a lot to say. Obviously, we had a great time just going off. We could have kept going and going, but Olivia Allen was on the show today. Um, and yeah, I just... I mean, that was, that was you know, yeah, exactly. In that, like, we weren't uh, entirely sure what to expect, and we thought the conversation, our expectations were uh, towards one thing. And man, no, it was fascinating how we got into that. And so we really delved deep on... One of the things that I think that we get into um, occasionally on the show. Yeah. You know, we have, we have a wide range of topics that we, we did have Jeff on to, last that week. We, tend to we did have Jeff on. Go back around to. But the, the, the tone was also very, you know, it, it, it was one thing with Jeff, but with, with Olivia, you know, we got very deep. It was more of a. Uh, There's a lot of different ways you could go. More with of a, it, yeah. a cerebral, more of a, um, you know, it, it, I don't know, I want to say intense for lack of a better word, but it was like, it was like, oh, it was, it was fascinating shit. There was a lot of. I wish. Everybody could see my face during a lot of this because there's just a lot of like wild, like, whoa, and eye popping and, you know. I wish everybody could see my face because I was just like, oh, this is great. I love this shit because it's just like bouncing all these ideas back off into my head. Anyway, we don't want to just sit here and talk about how great the show is. We want you guys to listen to that. But first, we're going to go ahead and announce a couple things. Uh, you know, first off, you should subscribe to the show. Of go course. ahead and uh, click fucking like, subscribe, follow us on every platform of social media Facebook, Twitter, Fa- Instagram at Let It Bleedcast, and of course, following us on, you know, however you get your podcast as well as showing people that don't uh, really know podcasts. You know what? Go ahead, find our Spotify because we are on that shit. It is so good. Like, you know what? Alex Jones, <laughs> my man, he's not even good enough to be on Spotify, but we are. That and is, that is saying something as well, far as I'm he's, concerned. He's going to live on through this, brother. No. He's going <laughs> to no, go ahead and... You're going to get us kicked off Spotify. Oh, you need to calm that shit I know, down, right? Okay? They're going to think that it's him. They're listening. They're going to think that it's him. Jonathan P. Spotify is a big fan of this show, okay? Oh, and if shit. he hears you doing Alex Jones impressions, that's it's a, it's a slippery slope, okay? That is not a real thing because you're tricking me. Jonathan B. Spotify? That's, okay. <laughs> I, I would have believed you if you fucked with me a little bit on that word. I My favorite I, part is that I have done that joke 
and like for different companies so many times in the like year and a half that we've been doing this. And I probably fall for it every time. time. Oh, it's my favorite part. Yeah. Anyways, follow the show, like us, and all that. Yeah, all that stuff. And of course, you can go ahead and follow me at Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs. But more importantly, follow all the dope ass art of my friends at Psychedelic Lines Den. Um, Psychedelic underscore Lions underscore Den. We've got Art in the Park coming up in uh, two weeks on the 19th. So definitely fucking come out for that and we'll get we'll get wet. Slip and slide action. Let's get wet. So that's what I've got going on. Also, this weekend. There's a really cool show that I'm collaborating with, um, a B-Sides, which is a dubstep and grime uh, event company. They throw, I guess, some of the best uh, dubstep events around in Southland, and I'm going out with all the dope-ass artists from Psychedelic Lysden, and we're going to do some cool stuff and collaborate with these new people, see how it goes. So if you're Basie into that, fuck, man. yeah, if you're into it, get your asses out there. It's going to be a great show. What do you got going? Oh, well, you know, I'm just uh, encouraging everybody to go ahead and follow me at Nobody Cares Phil on Instagram uh, because my stories are delightful. And you can also check me out on Twitter where I will tell you everything that is wrong with the world and why you should be screaming and shitting your pants every day, all the time. This is not a drill. Our democracy is under serious fucking attack. And you can do that on Twitter at Phil Nobody Cares. So that's always fun. And uh, let's talk about our guests a little bit. Uh, at the end here, because she was here uh, representing Share International, which is her nonprofit. Yes. And they are a group that, well, I mean, we will get deeply into that, um, you know, during this episode. It's fascinating stuff. But if you guys go to uh, share-international.org or check them out on uh, social media by, you know, Googling that. And, of course, we will put links to all of their stuff in this, this blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Novocaine, the description of this episode, yeah. where you can find out more whether you want to volunteer or even just like learn more on their readings and teachings. There yeah. is some incredible stuff to be found there. Just like how she says happens at our events. You know, people come up and if you hear this and you're just like, oh my God, you just articulated exactly what I've been feeling and trying to put into words, but I thought I was crazy. You're not alone. You know, you got people out here that want to uh, spread that message. So figure out how you can join the cause for Share International. But don't take our word for it. Take the word of Miss Olivia Allen. There you go. So, you know, let's get into it. That, uh, let's get. I didn't even have Novocaine. We today. both went to the dentist today. And I that think that's is our the problem. They didn't give me Novocaine. If I would have had Novocaine. Never mind <laughs> all the other 54 times that we have fucked this up. Sorry, 55. Yeah. This is because we're both numbed out. Someone gave me Novocaine. Anyways, let's get into it without any further ado. And as always. smooth across the board i mean like we we ask the right questions and we get the right answers and it ventures off into all of these different things whatever you want to talk about do we though Uh, i mean what that's debatable debate ask the right questions or get the right answers well there's no such thing as right or wrong when it comes to we're all about gotcha journalism. Yeah, I had no, I wasn't yeah. going anywhere with That's that. Kind of my gotcha, <laughs> gotcha journalism. Close, except we good? only do it to ourselves. Yeah, you could. Yeah, no, I mean, you sounding good to me. You, yeah. yeah, you sound yeah. good. You can hear me. He's the Perfect. sound guy. I'm the guy that just likes hearing my own voice. That's kind of. <laughs> it's, it's, so I'm gonna have to kill this. It's really weird when you don't hear when you don't hear your own voice and you're recording it. But for you, since you don't, are you're not used to it. It's not like gonna yeah. bother you. No, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be fine. The worst is when there's an echo. Have you oh. ever had that happen? Yeah. When you hear your voice and you have, 
Man, I used, you I used to sing delay. the national anthem when I was in high school for like football games. You did? Yeah. So you're a singer as well. Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No. Well, no this is, well, there's going to be a lot that. of things first learned on this <laughs> yeah, episode so, of this podcast. That's my favorite time. You know, you get people where I get to like really get to know you way better through all this. So, because yeah, saying. I mean, I've only probably I want to say been kind of like following you for about a year. I don't know how long it was, and I don't even know how exactly it was because I want to say I don't say, quite recall either. I don't think that it was necessarily from like base waffles or all of the people that we know. I it may have been something else. Like you may have been like a model for somebody. I don't know. You know how like you just everybody's kind of like loosely people just appear in, one day and i don't remember when it was <laughs> I know. how long they've been there <laughs> with social media especially if you like you see somebody tag somebody else in something you just kind of like okay they're part of the same yeah. group of friends and you follow or somebody follows you Absolutely. anyway social media is such a weird beast it is and i don't remember exactly when it was but i know the time that i became a faithful follower was when i saw a story where she was doing an imitation of Schmeagel. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> in, in a backyard or like a garden that my really, mom's vegetable garden. It looked like the Shire. Like she was just like <laughs> hopping around and I was like, who is this person right now doing this? This is so fucking cool and funny because it's like, you know, me and, and fucking Schmeagel were like basically one and the same. So it was oh like, my goodness. yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of what the character is too. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. So, yeah, that was when it was. And, you know, aside from, you know, seeing how passionate you are about so many different things and knowing that you are, you know, part of a nonprofit and all of these things that I don't know a lot about, I want to know even more. Like, tell us, like, you know, how did you come to be down here? I know you're from up north and you came down here and you kind of like, you know, settled in with this whole crew of people that we had mutually brought us together. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah, so I grew up in Mendocino County, which is stark opposite of yeah. Los Angeles, literally. <laughs> um, but I have family down here. My mom is actually from the Inland Empire, so she grew up in Claremont, and then my family lives in Redlands. But I went to UC Irvine um, and studied theater there and minored in anthropology and has spent four years of wonderful experiences but also obviously you know it's an age where you're just like questioning everything what do I want to do blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. career wise as far as my purpose for being alive I'm more or less aware of that um and always pretty much have been and so that was pretty clear but then it was just how do I incorporate that into being able to live you know to function in a society where you have to support yourself right and I also you know need to express myself creatively and is it possible to conjoin those two things and live a fulfilling life where you know you're able to support yourself with what you feel most passionate doing so college was really interesting um and I kind of knew that LA would be the next step largely because I was studying theater and wasn't too interested in actually pursuing a career in actual theater but you know the classic oh yeah eventually I'd love to move to Los Angeles and be a part of films <laughs> initially perhaps just small independent films and probably just you know <laughs> do some commercials in the beginning some extra work to get my name in there and I've never myself. heard anybody say that what are you talking about yeah, that's basically like, the monologue that you have to like <laughs> read at your first essay yeah, no. yeah it's like I mean I'd like to work my way up to feature films eventually but you know independent films is the way to start and I, I love the like the pseudo like humbleness of it it's like oh no I know I'm not gonna like be a big star right away it's yeah, gonna but take it's like so at least a few at the same months. Time. <laughs> you know. That's just yeah. the trajectory that everyone kind of thinks about. Like getting yeah. into a, a big film is like the ultimate goal. 
But then, you know, it's so political and there's so many other aspects of the acting world. So then everyone realizes, okay, well, yeah, I'll do, I'll do, you know, like small films. And then they realize that that's also super competitive. It's like, well, I eat commercials. Like, I can make like, you know, like I do like four commercials a year and make like 60,000 bucks. Like that's pretty great, you know, but then you realize like that's super competitive. Yeah. So there's just, I don't know. There's all these like little steps. I feel like actors kind of like figure out I don't they either know. they do or they don't and it makes or breaks you and I think that it's a very similar thing for just about any artist as we've had yeah, several totally. on before and how I basically am going through every single thing that you were articulating just a few minutes ago with you know like the way you feel and like how you're trying to figure it out it took a lot longer for me than college because I was still just fucking around when I was in college yeah but the idea of like okay how do I do what I love but don't have to work for anybody else, but still right. like don't want to work that hard to where I hate my life yeah. and give back to people and like make a difference, you know, like actually doing something good to change the world. Like how do I like meet all those if I can? And when you're coming out and you're setting off to do it, it's really difficult, especially when you're trying to pursue any one thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like acting would be like one of those things where as an artist, you go out there and you're either an artist that really like learns how to do what's already been done or how things work mm -hmm. or you have you know the courage to be innovative and try to push those boundaries and do that and like right. you can't really teach anybody how to do that yeah that's something that comes with their grit i don't know yeah and with art in general i mean there's so, especially in a city like la like there's everybody's trying to do art in one form or another and you have to be able to have your own unique something in acting you it's your brand like what is your brand like what you need to know specifically what roles you're going to play you know all these things so like how can you be noticed and but are is your goal being noticed is your goal like being famous you know there's that mm. there's all that too but but acting actually isn't really something i think about <laughs> too much anymore <laughs> yeah. like yeah I'm but just... it, but it starts the journey you know it gets, it gets yeah, you going in the right direction absolutely it's i mean it's what it's what brought me to irvine and it's what more or less was the key reason as to why I moved to LA. Mm -hmm. But I also really, really wanted to move to LA because we do have a pretty large group um, of volunteers in the nonprofit that I'm a part of, Share International, um, that work in LA. And so LA energetically is what's known as the heart center of the US. So mm. I, I can't articulate quite what I mean by that, but there's like a lot of amazing stuff here. We have a totally. lot of, we have the Self-Realization Fellowship, which was started by Paramahamsa Yogananda, which is a place that people come, you know, to do all sorts of internal and external spiritual work and whatnot. There's been a lot of other things as well. Um, so that was like, okay, I know I'm not going to jump full force into trying to pursue an acting career. And I, I feel like my true purpose on earth, which is technically, or in my opinion, everyone's purpose on earth, is to serve the world in one way or another. Um, mm -hmm. And I felt that I could do that best through being as active as possible with my nonprofit. But then, of course, I have to support myself, all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, tell so, us, or, so what is uh, Share International about? Yeah. Share International is a network of volunteers um, all around the world, thus the international term, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, where we do work to just disseminate a plethora of information about the shifts that the world is undergoing right now, what they mean for us, what the future holds. Oh. Um, one of the main things that's so exciting about it for me is showing the connectivity of all major religions and why they're all so similar mm -hmm. and why, you know, there's basically the information that we kind of share with people to let everyone know that this exists 
It's stuff that you've heard everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard most of this stuff before in one place or another, but this is bringing it all together and showing how it's all connected and showing how everybody is having these ideas because these are truly the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and another, like, I mean, the key facet of it, and when I give lectures on this, which I haven't done in a while, but I really have been wanting to do another one, mm-hmm. um, Typically what I do is I do a buildup to like the key kind of aspect Mm -hmm. of what the work is. And I share like a history of humanity and (laughs) who we truly are and the path of spiritual evolution that we're all on and, you know, what we mean to the the earth and what the earth is and all this good stuff. Okay. The different ages and whatnot. And then I lead up to, you know, think about all major religions and how in their essence they say the same thing mm-hmm. you know in their like purest most beautiful form yeah one of the key aspects is do unto others as you would do unto yourself mm-hmm. that's a golden rule that's literally found in every single religious text mm-hmm. um and a lot of other different you know spiritual whatever's um and also so many major religions are now also awaiting the next coming of their teacher their mm-hmm. next spiritual teacher. Christians are awaiting the second coming of the Christ. A lot of Buddhists are awaiting the next Buddha, the Buddha Maitreya. Hindus, the reincarnation of Krishna. Jews, the, I mean, Jews the Messiah. Or Muslims, the Imamakti. Or you know, uh, Toth and like... Yeah, there's that, tons. That, yeah, so many. There's tons, yeah. I've been into like reading about uh, like hermeticism lately. Well, like, I don't know what that is. It's basically <laughs> a philosophy, like an occultist philosophy that basically incorporates all of the, the ancient wisdoms that... Uh, I mean, according to them, it's like from the Emerald Tablets of Toth that like this is all coming from. He's an, the ancient, the ancient, ancient Atlantean king, like Egyptian god. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I was reading these things and I was like, it was weird because I was getting these really like intuitive dreams and stuff about like these images that I was doing into the, I, I think I might have shown you the comics that I was like working on. Oh, like, yeah, with, you uh, did. Yeah. Um, what's her name? She's an Instagram. Um, I've been following her. and she's, Mahina? Yes. Yeah. With her. Like, I just like felt this like weird thing and we had this conversation because she like messaged me like oh you don't even know how prophetic it is that you like put Tehuti in this this picture which is Toth you know and I'm like I have no idea why either but Uh as I go and start reading about this and learning about you know what she's what she was reading because she was like it's really interesting you said that because I have been reading exclusively like his teachings (laughs) and so I was like what so I go read this stuff and it's like basically articulating all of my spiritual beliefs that I've kind of developed on my own from Mm -hmm. extracting what I think makes sense or what I've experienced to be, you know, a a truth from every single other philosophy or religion. And so for me, it's really interesting to me. I got perked up when you were just talking about this being your thing, because I honestly had no idea that it had anything to do with this sort of thing, which the, the whole shifts, like, you know, the the awareness of it, uh, you know, being a thing, I think more, it's become so much more prevalent. People are really taking notice to Absolutely. the absolute undeniable shifts that are taking place. And as they always have, the things that we ignore, the ideas that, you know, the idea that, like, people, you know, act like that even though we're not, the things are happening that have never happened before and they all they always are going to be new they're going to be unique because we haven't had as far as we know all this technology and mm-hmm. you know things that we have now but in in a sense in a larger grander scale like you know it's part of this this cycle you know that just keeps going around it's kind of like i was saying how in movies like lord of the rings or these other things there's always like this period where after a certain long time, there comes a time for people to rise up and, you know, overcome Absolutely. this evil force that's out there. Yeah. And that's like my favorite 
thing to talk about. It's like exactly what you just said. (laughs) So you, you just described the cosmic shift that we're going through right now as we're shifting from one cosmic age into another. Mm -hmm. So for the last 2000 years, we've been in the age of Pisces and the age of Pisces. So every time we go into the influence of another constellation, and this goes way, I mean, you know, this goes way above and beyond like astrology. Sure. It's far more than that. I mean, sure. it's undeniable that everything is energy. We know this. Quantum mm-hmm. physics has proven that to us. It's, you know, everything is light. Everything is energy vibrating at one rate or another. And that means that everything exudes energy and everything has an energetic influence, sure. including everything in the cosmos, mm-hmm. um, especially in the cosmos, since everything's so large and we're so small in comparison. But so each age that each constellation we align with and each age that we're in which lasts roughly 20 like 500 years or so has a super strong effect on humanity mm-hmm. so the last 2000 years we were in the age of pisces sure and so the energies of pisces were super important because what they did was they stimulated the individuality of humanity mm-hmm. so if you look back before 2000 years ago You know, you had some experts, you had experts in every field, right? But for the most part, people just more or less kind of did what they were told. They weren't really achieving to, you know, striving to reach all these big goals or have all these crazy ideas. It was was a lot easier to get them to fall in line. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so, but then, now look at the world. Everybody's an expert at something. Everybody wants to express (laughs) themselves. Everybody, you know, is asserting their individuality and their uniqueness in our world overall has this real focus on the individual and the reason for that is because of the influence of the piscean energies over the last 2000 years now the way that world functions currently all the systems we currently function on were also constructed during the last 2000 years obviously yeah and think about how individualistic they are so we really it was super important for us to be in the age of pisces because humanity needed to recognize their beautiful, unique individuality. We are all wonderful, unique people that have amazing things to offer the world. Now, unfortunately, we really have skewed in this direction of extreme individuality. To, you know, each man to himself. If I can do it, you can do it. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? So that's why we have capitalism. And that's why we have so many homeless people. And that's why we have 1% of the world's population that owns over 80% of the world's wealth, right? And that's because of this extreme individuality. Now starting, um, I don't know how quite how many hundred years ago, but we then started to shift. So we were like super Piscean, right? And then we started to shift into the next age, which is the age of Aquarius. We all know that song from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now the last 50 years or so, we've seen such a drastic in a good way, increase in the ideas of connectivity and unity and cooperation and working together. And that's because the Aquarian energies are all about those things. The Aquarian energies are all about unity and synthesis and brotherhood and recognizing that, yeah, we are all individuals. We're awesome, but we have to work together if we're going to succeed at surviving on this planet. And so that's one of the reasons why we've had, like you were talking about, so many people awakening to the realities of what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. People are awakening to the reality that we can't do this thing where we don't help each other and we don't view each other as one. And, you know, it's okay if I make hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars every year with like 30 homeless people living on the street I live on. You know, more and more people are rejecting those ideas that that is okay. And that's because of the influence of the Aquarian energies. 
And so now we're literally experiencing the birth pains, if you will, of a new age. And so another energy that's at play, and a biblical term for it, is the sword of cleavage. Although I'm sure in other texts there's other terms for it. So that's an energy that is um, impersonally affecting everybody and every society. So mm. everything is being heightened. The more altruistic people are becoming even more altruistic and more philanthropic. The I can't even think of like a negative adjective right now. The the, the, the selfish people, the Randian, yeah, you know, they're becoming even more selfish. The pricks, more, yeah, <laughs> the fucking yeah. pricks. And the reason for that is because humanity needs to see this clear divide of the ways of the old, which is the extreme individuality, and the ways of the new, which are about this understanding that we have to work together and we have to cooperate. So everything's fucking crazy. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Yes, you Everything's are. fucking crazy right now because all this stuff, all this prejudice and all this violence and all this hatred, all blah, 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 has been here. It's nothing new, but it needs to come to the surface in order for us to be, to recognize it. And so, um... So that's what's happening right now. It's like this crazy shift. And, you know, it, we, we see it everywhere. We see it. And that's, this is like probably the thing I'm like most, most passionate about is trying to encourage people to be hopeful because basically like we're going to have an overhaul of everything, economic system, social systems, schooling, like everything, politics, the way the countries are run, everything is going to be changed. But the exciting thing is we already have the we already have kind of like people who have been really, really working to develop these things so that they can be implemented in a more smooth way. Mm -hmm. It's not like the whole world burns to the ground and we don't know what to do and we start from scratch. Sure. You know, we already have so many amazing thinkers and amazing innovators and, and people in the world who are working toward this and have been working toward it for a long time. So that's where I see myself fitting in is like, <laughs> how can I help this shift be as smooth and beautiful as possible. Um, so, you know, trying to, to give to keep people hopeful is a big part of it. So, well, that's damn, a, that is a hell of a like like I just want to like like pause for a second. <laughs> give you a little pause because that was a that was a solid like, you know, run through of everything that you're doing. And that is uh I mean, that's crazy. You know, it lines up with so much other stuff that's going on here. It's a totally. big theme of stuff like that. And I think I have a much better idea of what your you know what your nonprofit is like that's oof, it's a hell of a way to start the discussion so <laughs> i'm very intrigued by the timeline too because from what it sounds like you are suggesting which i actually believe this myself though that it is so already like formulated it's already like a story that's been written and we're just basically playing it out i mean when you think about the fact okay fact in quotes that time doesn't exist yeah time is an illusion i love it we're it so small <laughs> everything's all at once everything's already happened some westworld shit it's like already been played you know what i mean like yeah. i get like i get meta like that with some fucking just like pretty much any of those science fiction you know like anything that you can imagine that somebody could write a story about if you're like okay like in some sort of allegorical way at least these yeah. things are all somewhat true like you know it's yeah. kind of like as we push further into you know all of these fucking new innovations and stuff and we know that in the next 10 years or i've already been saying this for a couple of years so in the next you know decade and then decade after that we're going to advance like you know 10 times or some shit that they said from like 1859 until you know the present day because of all of these things like i mean we can't even imagine a fucking world without instagram and that shit only happened like fucking five <laughs> less than five years ago or yeah, something like that you know so what i mean crazy. like these things are, are just like it, it's really weird that the jump the gap and like how fast we're evolving without realizing it yeah and it is kind of like 
you know, I, I think that it's really interesting that you're saying that because I, I do think there are many and several ways that people can help and make the world a better place. As oh, we, totally. We've said like there's the different like, uh, you know, everybody's an expert at something, but that's kind of because there's just so many things to be an expert at and we have so many new you know, things that people need to, you know, focus on. And in a lot of ways, like politics are obviously part of that, you know, in terms of like getting out there and making a change through trying to, you know, just create better laws and trying to make things more, you know, equitable for for people. But there are other ways that are on a bigger scale that other people will be more effective at. Yeah. In terms of, you know, I think getting people to, really start to focus on the revolution where they might be most effective in helping the bigger thing and that is the perpetually internal revolution of the mm-hmm. self you know focusing on making yourself better you know focusing on like actually doing everything that you are talking about because i mean i'm very good at learning things and knowing things and explaining them to people but i don't fucking do them like i know (laughs) like i know what to do to like you know make my life better like i know when i should go meditate or when i should do these things but i don't do them but see i think it's good it's good that you're able to articulate them to others yeah and so then yeah finding but getting people to really feel good about themselves because i've noticed a common thread out there that's people we're fucking we we are finally at this point where we don't know what to do because we're fucking tired, we're angry, we're anxious, we're depressed yeah. as fuck because we're just trying to like, you know, take our mind off of all of the shit that we're going through and, mm-hmm. and act like, you know, the pull you know, the boots up by the straps <laughs> and, you know, get going and just like, you know, change the way you think about it. But at the same time, though I want to stand up for people and make things better for everybody else, I also want everybody to know, you know, as much as we need to make things better, we need to also learn how to not take things so personally too, individually. And so, cause it will take us a lot further in getting shit done. You know, it's, it, it goes both ways because at the end of the day, if somebody's talking shit to me, I've learned in a lot of cases that like, you know, if I want, that person to have no power, I just fucking ignore them. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not saying ignore bigger problems, not like, you know, att- you got to learn how to pick and choose your battles and who to attack. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so annoyed at myself. And I, I have all this like paper material, share international paper material, but it's, I don't have it with me at my house right now. But the one thing mm. I did have that I was almost brought, and I don't know why I didn't, it was, it was talking about self-realization and what that is and detachment, two things you just touched on. That's so beautiful that I saw that paper and, and should have brought it. Hey, should have, well, could have, you were here, we're talking about it. Yeah, you know, we'll, and I'll, yeah I'll, I'll elaborate. Were you going to say something? Oh, no, well, well yeah, well, we read it now. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just getting ready to jump in here, but you guys you guys have got it going on, and I had a root canal today, so I'm about to get fucked up, so I'm happy to let y'all do it. <laughs> we both went to the dentist today. So did Mark. It was a dentist day. I don't know oh what God, it was. Yes, yeah, but he had, like, some crazy shit. I saw that. Well, yeah. Yeah. well I mean, that kind of, that's actually a good segue, because he had to get, like, what? Like five root canals, like twenty three failings, stuff like that, and he's going Strong down to man. Mexico to get it because the system is so, so fucked up. Such a Absolutely. like, you know, the healthcare in this country is just such a uh, you know an age of uh, Pisces uh, level thing where it's all individualistic, <laughs> and and so so much of the focus of you know the post post World War Two era and up you know especially getting exasperated in the eighties, and we're seeing that just run so rampant in there to where it's like yeah. no every man for himself yeah and this idea like why should my uh you know and I'm, I'm seeing it echoed across so many things why should my taxes pay for somebody else's health care but realizing like no 
I mean, there's this study that came out from, you know, this this Koch brothers study, which is from a major oh, conservative, um, you know, uh, think tank that put out a study that said, oh, OK, like Medicare for all, like universal health care would cost two trillion dollars less than what we're spending now if we were to implement that. <laughs> and so it's like they can't even deny that, you know, this this. Aquarius age thinking would undoubtedly benefit everyone. Yeah, but because absolutely. you ra- you raise the level of everything going on there. But Phil, I mean, we but- need the wall. We don't understand. We oh, need man. the wall. And you see that thinking everywhere. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Wednesdays on NBC? <laughs> Pink Floyd. No, you see that thinking everywhere. I mean, every single. I mean, for-profit prison systems, pharmaceutical oh. companies. I mean, college, like everything, you know, there's there's all these things that should be human rights that we are more than capable of supporting as a country, sure. but we don't because everyone who is in power wants to keep their power and when they want to keep their money. And so you were talking about all the innovations that we are currently working on and engaging in and how larger of a role they're going to start playing in society. And one of the key things that needs to happen, like truly needs to happen, is the re- relinquishing the, the grip of the current the people who currently are in power yeah. needs to be loosened. Ch- change the whole fucking system, yeah. you know? Like rip it apart is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> And that's kind of what's happening now. And you know, I obviously despise Trump, you know, how could you not? Mm-hmm. But in a sense, he's almost kind of acting like Shiva in that <laughs> yeah. seriously though, yeah. in that he is like I mean, everything has been falling apart for quite a while now, but he is truly showing us how badly we need to just reset He's the face life. of an era, a shitty era. Like right. when people look back, they're going to like think about him and like, you know, the, the ancient text that we show yeah. on an iPad that still works. I think the greatest <laughs> metaphor to like everything that you've been saying is literally playing out through half of California right now that is on <laughs> fire, fire because right we've needed like this, this clearing yeah. fire of brush, like a period of... And, and it, it plays out in nature and it plays out, in, you know, over a long course of history. Yeah. What do you guys uh, think like about people too? saying about that shit being like totally planned and sage for people's hate toward California well, that, and stuff like that? And this is the kind of shit that got Alex Jones banned from Facebook, from YouTube, from every major platform, from Spotify. I say good fucking riddance. That shit right there. Because is it's, that what he was starting? He was saying that yeah. stuff? No. Well, he just got banned from everything because everything is a conspiracy theory now. It's just playing, playing so Wait, fast. Wait, they banned he him? Yeah, he's gone. He's not allowed to be on any thing right now who did that all of social media <laughs> spotify youtube facebook all they, of it he really his said channel, his, ch- his whole channel is is fucking gone man dude i'm surprised he was calling for people to assassinate special counsel robert Mueller, right. the guy who's like pro- like no i'm sorry like that's not censoring that's like that's straight up hate speech and using a private company's products <laughs> to like incite violence i don't Fuck disagree with you yeah. i'm just saying that fucking either, i'm surprised that it's not gonna like you know cause up a lot of crazier shit like some like him still going over there and getting more people like under some underground shit or some some other thing that's gonna <laughs> no. fucking try to rise people up against that because you i mean they're trump supporters dude there are people still supporting and, trump. They, and they can go to their dark web shit where there's only a thousand of them all congregated on the yeah. same fucking thing and they don't get to use like the platform that everybody else does to spread fucking hate speech that's how we yeah. got here man but how do you people stop are him from outright st- doing like private shit no, I mean, you can't. You can't. It's not, it's not to stop. This is this is not a free speech issue here. Yeah. Free speech only protects you from the government. At least you're stopping that government. energy right. from going you know, out. He's not going to get arrested, and nobody's telling him that he can't say what he's saying. Right. There's nothing stopping him from keeping his own website up and posting videos and hosting them there. That's completely fine. 
you know. Right. But just not on this major platform where he gets this built-in audience. No, like I that. don't think he. I mean, yeah. I'm not against them for not doing that. I'm just like thinking in my head, like, whoa, that's it's a shock to me that like it still happened and that like people aren't it, gonna like. I don't know. It, it shouldn't be. I'm, I like I get what you're saying. I'm just fighting back against that because you know people just have such a a gross like misunderstanding of what the First Amendment like is and protects you from. I agree. And people people think that they're you know like this. We, we like there's this this false idea that like the, mar- the the marketplace of ideas is one where every um opinion should be treated equally and is equally as valid and that's how we've gotten our and we this 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 weird like uh balance that we've all insisted to go by has gotten to has gotten us in like has been one of the big reasons because that we're in such a shitty situation because- yeah and then of course it's not upheld when it comes you know to like racial differences and whatnot like it's, yeah. you know there's so many instances where a person of color will do something that very clearly is not hate speech it's their free speech to do whatever they want and then everyone's up and on like you know copernic kneeling or whatever like all that kind of stuff there's a lot of pearl collection there's a lot of like oh my goodness like what oh there's sensory like no you're <laughs> you don't you're watch being football, purposefully huh? fucking obtuse about this shit well no that's great i mean i like that you did that because i was like that's how you know that you're cool and you don't watch football because <laughs> you said at first i thought you said Copern- like Ber- copernicus Kaepernick? It's Kaepernick. Kaepernick. I only know that because oh, no. I've one... only ever read it. Wait, that's what you said? Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was... I don't know. No, but I, I only like that because like I at one time was, you know, I fell into that hole. And don't get me wrong. If you like football and it brings back like memories or, you know, like, you know, bonded you with your father or your, your whatever, then that's great. I'm not going to like hate on that. But I was there too at one point And like I realized and I think it was with that that was like the Donald Trump for the football team for me, not because he kneeled or anything like that, had nothing to do with that. It's because he came and he almost won the Super Bowl and he totally ruined it because before all of this happened, he was just a really shitty, like fucking cocky person, you know, like that. And I was just like, oh. fuck it, I'm not watching football anymore. Interesting. And then he goes and does this whole thing and I was like, oh, too late. I don't watch football anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I'm you not know. a big, sp- well, I mean, that was so much more. You're talking about Kaepernick? Football, yeah. I was, I, mean, yeah. Was, I was just like over that, it. Like, I mean, him kneeling yeah. had nothing to do with football. He was yeah. a pretty, like, you know, like a B plus quarterback you know he had a chance but to like, get us one more so we could always say that the, we're better than the cowboys and then i was like, and his, oh, like doesn't matter his yeah. ideas like when he first started doing them they were kind of half-baked and i was like Ooh, i don't need this guy being like you know the voice of this even though i appreciate what he's trying to do <laughs> yeah he's just but the wrong messenger <laughs> admittedly admittedly though since then he has gotten himself way more educated and like realigned the message and done a fucking fantastic job so i am a way bigger fan of kaepernick now and he, and he sparked a he sparked a movement i cannot hate a guy who's gotten He's gotten results. I mean, you cannot look at the current, you know, just the the conversation that we're having in this culture and not attribute a big portion of that right back to Kaepernick. Like yeah. he's done some amazing like he's done more with his life now than than, you know, most football players I can think of off the top of my head probably ever would have accomplished. That's gotta be a crazy feeling to like know you did something that like just completely changed some shit. It's like, also in the so world. crazy too, because yeah. when you break it down and you look at everything about it, it's like Wow, like this is all just because like white America doesn't consider black people to be like whole humans. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just as far as the context within, you know, it was I, in. I, like, it's. I, it's I just a- wanting to like go back to like, <laughs> no, it can't be like, no, it's and then just like fuck, like every road leads back to that. Well, yeah, I you mean, know? absolutely, and that's you know. You want to give people, you want to give them like it as a as a whole the benefit of the doubt, but like God damn it, at the end of the day, you know, and it's so far removed. I think from my experience or you know any of your guys' experiences too, like what it's like, you know, growing up in like a like a small like racist ass like little 
that is very true it is so far removed from that because like my experiences are very like in the middle where i do certainly see that like every other state i've gone to or a lot of other places where you do see that but just growing up here that's why for me it doesn't have as much to do with the color of anybody's skin it's just the shitty fucking culture that they've been brought up and how they were raised because of those circumstances you know and yeah, it's like well, and also just like the structure of our country right exactly <laughs> yeah. and you know just because they they were and that's like i don't know i just don't uh, I, as much as i see what the movement and everything is i just don't like i don't want people to get the wrong idea thinking that they have to flip it upside down and try to marginalize white people though i don't like to throw that over yeah. white people i don't think it's productive you're, to say that though i mean you're walking in dangerous territory because a no one's saying that you should mar- white people should be marginalized but there nobody's saying that on the level of like like what people are thinking but somewhere down the line but it's like I, not I, possible like it's literally just not possible like because of the way because of how deeply ingrained systemic racism is and because of how mentally ingrained it is and how every single person Every single, like, I know people say this and everyone likes to be like, oh, you know, not me, that's not true, blah, blah, blah. But, like, everybody is racist who's not a person of yeah. color. Like, that's just, you know, and so... Well... It's, it's just, like, inherently in your mind... Wait, why can't it's, a person of color be racist? Well, though? they can, too. It's, so, a, it's yeah. agreeing on, like, the definition of racism. And this is, like, this is where, like, the, the problem comes up. Because I've, I've heard this definition of racism that I think is, is a new one for... Because it was for me and it was for a lot of people. Where there's a power dynamic involved in it into where if the power structures like if you're not like the dominant power like you cannot be racist and I, that feels like a lot of like mental jujitsu to <laughs> like uh to do that but when you know racism like the colloquial colloquial definition at least is that like oh like prejudice against somebody based on their like race or cultural group you know and i think it's absolutely possible be like yeah. for for anybody involved and i think admitting there's a there's a like there's a level of racism that every single one of us carry in that it's literally impossible to not see things in those terms in this country. All through, you know, yeah, all through the country. at least on some degree. Yeah. It's just if you're trying to honestly pass like the goodness, though, I, it's not to say that do not push for the movement to end or to like, you know, make things equitable or fucking, you know, at least uh fair, you know, equal human rights, people's civil rights. They need their human rights. But like. I see more than I'd like to on social media, people that don't do research or anything going and getting into pointless squabbles with the people they don't need to be getting into it, mm. not attacking the people at the top, the corrupt powers, not finding ways to be productive about how it goes down. And I think that this is the case with just about any movement. It's yeah, not to say that's, anything. That's a really good and point. that's why I try to bring that idea out there to people that you know, hey, you know, like if you're not going to go ahead and actually go about it in this way and like really do your research and attack it by taking the steps to like, you know, either run for office or go help out with like support groups or like, you know, spread it in like the way Phil does, you know, more. I just find that there's too many people that probably shouldn't be doing like you might work in a place where you're in the restaurant but you might not necessarily be the person that should be cooking remember you, though everybody's an expert no, yeah, yeah but that's what that's what my point is you might be part of the system right. helping out but it might not be your job to do this one thing that you know somebody else yeah. should probably be doing and yeah, that's why yeah. we need to work together and work and figure that out yeah and find and find um efficient and good ways to channel your energy in a way that you're actually going to have an impact instead of just either proliferating ideas that aren't necessarily the ones that we need proliferated or, you know, like you said, not educating yourself and not getting... It's not just about being right. It's about being effective. Yeah. You know, you got to... If it's not... If you're going to go and just act 
out of anger, but like not actually, you know, try to at least use that anger as passion towards doing something that's effective, then it's kind of, you're just feeding back into yeah. that fire. It's also hard though, depending on who you're talking about and who you are, you know, a lot of people don't know how they can do that, don't feel like they can. And a lot of people are just so angry and that's why we're here talking that, about it. Yeah. <laughs> and we're bringing up ideas and we're getting... And, and that's the thing is doing something, doing anything, even yes. figuring out what you're good at. Like, yes. it's hard. It's Follow your dreams yeah. and you know? make people happy about their dreams. Make people that feel like they can't do anything, that feel like they have to settle down into that mode, that system where they go to work. And anybody who has dreams, they start to hate because yeah. you're you're ruining it for them. And, and you're taking away from us and we you're not contributing to society. <laughs> you're not doing anything worth a goddamn. You yeah, know? exactly. And then it's so hard because like it's, you know, because of the way society is structured, it's so hard for everyone to, like you said, to, to be able to have the means to pursue something where they feel like they're being fulfilled. And that's that true. that's really in line um, with one of the like shifts that's going or that's in the process of happening. And one of the things that we can look forward to in the future is because of technology taking over mundane jobs and because of the restructuring of society where mm -hmm. we don't need to be working constantly to support ourselves, everybody will eventually, maybe not quite in our lifetimes, but hopefully, eventually everybody will have the opportunity to really be with themselves and be like, I have a purpose, I am worthy, I am capable of, or you know, I'm, I'm intentional, I'm intentional that I am here, it's intentional that I'm here, and we'll be able to actually do something where they feel fulfilled and satisfied, and so, Something that I really strongly believe, and so slightly tangential, but <laughs> important basis. Yeah. So what you were talking about earlier with the teachings that you are were you know familiarizing yourself with, there's a body of teachings called the Ageless Wisdom Teachings or the Perennial Philosophy, which is essentially the same thing. It's an amalgamation of all these things you've heard, then mm -hmm. putting them together and showing how they're all related, and that is kind of one of the basis. Um, of things that I've studied and wish to continue studying. And so a key facet of that is that every single human being on earth is a human incarnation, a physical incarnation of a divine soul. And through the process of rebirth, you know, we have however many hundreds of thousands, thousands of lives. And with each of those, we are evolving further and further and further and learning more and more, et cetera, until we reach a point where we no longer need you know, to incarnate into a physical body. And then we go on, maybe more on that later. But the, the key kind of aspect right now that I'm talking about is that the true nature of the soul is service and helping each other and helping the earth. So just service in general, that's like the, the, the key drive of the soul. And that's one of the, that's the driving forces of each human. And because of the degradation that we live in currently, so many people have no idea what their purpose is and have no opportunities to even be able to figure it out because we're all working so incredibly hard and so many you know you see so many people every day i see their faces and you can just kind of tell that people are miserable yeah. you know they're like why am i here what is my Burnt whole up, point you know? of being here like there's no reason for me to be alive right now you know other than maybe my family or whatever but so something we can really look forward to is the opportunity for everyone to really everybody and i don't mean everyone like a handful or like x percentage like everybody to be able to figure out why they are on earth and what makes them excited and do you think the form that this is potentially taking is in things like automation kind of eliminating vast swaths of you know 
this like work-based yeah. uh you know economy mm-hmm. and having you know capitalism as the like the driving you know force of what you know well all like t- like progress has been yeah and switching from once automation kind of takes over like once self-driving cars and stuff like that become a like ubiquitous you know thing like that's gonna eliminate like like 20 is like almost 30 percent of the jobs like in this country yeah and, and that's, that's why everything's connected crisis. yeah because it's not gonna like the, the way that i the optimist that i am and with the information that i have i feel that everything is going to flow in the way that it needs to in order for everything to work properly so it's not i mean yeah now with the way we currently are where everybody does need jobs to survive with the way that the society is structured mm-hmm. you go into a cvs and you see that there are two people working there and they have four self-checkouts it's awful it's a joke you know it sucks because we know that those are americans who need jobs but are now being replaced by machines mm-hmm. and you know and I then you get and then you get all worked up because you're mad yeah. because you know people are freaking out yeah. about immigrants taking jobs and yeah. like, no it's machines and outsourcing yeah. but at the end it's of the robots. day so what i what i think is that machines are going to be taking over all the jobs that people currently hate doing mm-hmm. and but it's going to align t- you know time wise it's going to align with having created a society where we don't need to work in that way anyway you know so i think i think simplicity is actually going to be a pretty key factor to the future we have in store for us whether in our lifetime i mean in our lifetimes absolutely we're going to be a part of that shift happening Mm -hmm. as far as our lifetimes being fully that way definitely not but so simplicity is something that we're going to have to embrace as a world. I mean, specifically like the, the Western world, mm-hmm. but simply because we, uh, we, we, we live far too lavishly in order to the, for the world to support us. I mm-hmm. mean, we live in such excess and such comfort, if you will, but it's, it, you know, it's degraded the earth and it's degraded 80% of the world's population. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it, it will be possible. I think it definitely will be, but that's, it has to, you know, I get into discussions with people when I work at booths. Um, I do a lot of like fairs and expos and whatnot with Share International. And one of the big discussions I get in is people being like, well, you know, capitalism is like the way because, you know, it just, uh, you can't like make, you can't tell people to like do this and you can't tell people to do that. And I'm like, I believe you. And they're like, yeah, and I mean, look what happens with like the fascists and the dictators and blah, blah, blah. They always go back to a failed, uh, yeah. when somebody fucked up on it. Exactly. So you and can't ever try something again. Right, exactly. In the right circumstances, knowing yeah. what you need, what I get yeah. back to, yeah. And the key thing that I stress is, you're right, with people as they are now, you can't tell, especially like Americans, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't tell them to share their wealth. You can't. You can't tell anybody yeah. what to do, You can't period. tell anybody <laughs> what to do, yeah. period. And it's because of that extreme individuality type thing. But this, we're going to see a worldwide shift in everybody's way of thinking and everybody's way of being connected with each other. And so people are going to want for that change. Mm-hmm. People, I mean, so many people already do and are ready for it, but this is going to yeah. be on a massive scale. Yeah. And people are going to 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 want that to be the case. I mean, peop- now, you know, all we hear about all the starving people in, you know, we, we see the starving people in our own streets. We hear about the other crises around the world and we're like, oh, how sad. But at yeah. the end of the day, like, what are we doing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it, myself, too. Like, I do what I can when I can, but could I do more? Absolutely. But, I mean, I really think that we're approaching a time when on a grand scale, we're going to look at that homeless person on the street and we're going to not be able to live with ourselves. And we're going to... Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we as in, like, everybody. And we're all then going to do 
everything we can to support the shift so that that doesn't exist anymore. Um, I sure hope so. That's for sure. Cause yeah. it's fucking good. Well, no, I think, I, I think you're right. I think, I think you're really hitting on something that I think, you know, we need to have a cultural shift of like the mentality of everybody that's around it's, here it's to accept something like a universal basic income. Mm-hmm. That would be like a possible solution. Cause this is also like, you know, it's a growing pain. Exactly. We're in this like weird growing period where, you know, technological advancement has completely taken over like, you know, societal structures and we are not entirely sure how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we could probably find a solution if everybody was on board with one thing. Yeah. Like, good well, fucking luck. Like, no. That's not happening yeah. in this lifetime. It's, well, this another thing but... too. Sorry, you go, you go first, David. <laughs> oh, no. I was just touching back real quick on what you were saying earlier about work and about here in the West, how we are. And it's like, you know, there is no reason for any of the jobs that I've ever had or any of the jobs that I know my friends have that they need to absolutely be working eight hours a day. Like oh, they like like when do you ever need those full eight hours to get all of the work done that you need to get done? Unless you're like a construction worker or whatever. But guess what? They could also just give shorter shifts, make people's lives happier yeah. and give them a little bit more free time. And I just think what are the differences between us and other cultures? And why do we have so many fucking ignorant people in certain places? Well, those people never fucking travel. They right. just think that what they have all they need right there. They don't get out. They don't experience culture. <laughs> They're not encouraged to do that. Mm-hmm. We are encouraged to work hard pull your fucking boots up by the straps and get going you know get your ass out there and do it be a winner not a loser losers suck you know these things are just like pushed and ingrained into your brain when you're younger i remember personally getting into it with this lady i'll never forget we had a russian uh fucking uh monitor hall lady at my high school and I worked in the, um, she was from Russia and everybody like always hated on her cause they would always just say like, you know, she was a Nazi and she was crazy cause she oh did, God. she did give everybody like, you know, like she was really strict and yeah. she was doing her job, you know, but of course just anybody of authority in high school is looked at as like the mm-hmm. fucking devil. And so you get all this stuff and you, you're a kid, you're an immature idiot. You feed into it as well on your own. And I was working in the bookstore with these two ladies and she'd come by and say something to them every once in a while. And she came in and made a comment about how all over the school there's, you know, these uh, posters and flyers saying beat Pacifica and these tests and this and that. And she's like, why are we like, do we have to beat this school to like get kids to want to learn and do that? Like, why are we encouraging this sort of mentality? Like you have to beat these other people to do that. And at the time I was like, well, this is America. We like to compete. We're like competition. Have you read Stargirl? No. Oh my god, it's one of my favorite books. I'll have you to should ch- totally read it. I'll have to check it. It's, it's a female author though. No, it's actually damn it. It's see, a male author. I need to I read know. a book with a female author because really apparently I yeah. really don't read books with the female authors. I thought about that. I was like, fuck, am I <laughs> fucking paying or what, dude? Yeah. But um, oh, well, I can think of Harry Potter is last one I can think of that I read. Yeah. I didn't even read all those sure. all the way through. What? Get um, out Lord of the Rings. Let's talk. But like you know, yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. That's kind of just novice stuff. And I mean, that, what you were saying ties into everything. I mean, we are trained from such an early age to compete. I mean, that's the way that every. Everything is, everything is structured around competition. You're competing with each other for jobs. You're competing. I mean, early on, you're competing with grades. Like, there's so, everything is about competition. And, and more and more, everyone's realizing how unhealthy that is because we're all striving for what are we even striving for? And then that is a great 
segue into and we what, suppress what our emotions and our feelings yeah. and we try to hide them down until they bottle up and then we like you know we create problems for ourselves cancer and all these things that are internal yeah. that are actually caused by the mind and your gut yeah we don't take care of but also <laughs> like all of these underlying issues that we have from our youth because our parents you know thought this was the only way to raise your kids yeah. and there's trauma that just goes unchecked and you're just like well i think well, it's also important to knowledge whenever this part of like the conversation comes up and that like competition did have it it has its purpose mm-hmm. you know well totally it and like this, sure. and this, this just brand like your of, ego does have a purpose thinking. too yeah yeah no, no, you gotta tame that shit too it's only now where we can see like on the horizon like uh a possibility that was actually made through technology. So it's not something that's been available before. It's not like, sure. oh, if we had tried this before, it would have worked. No, it wouldn't. Competition and, and you know, the industrial age absolutely got us to where we are now. Everything plays a but part in the end. it doesn't always have to be the same solution. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oil it's all about is balance. not for, the forever thing. Yeah, I you mean, know? It, it really is all about balance. And sure, like, there are facets of capitalism that are great, but, like, capitalism in itself, strictly as it is, isn't. So, you know, it's a balance of these things. And so the, everything you guys are saying really, you know, is, is related to, um, like, why are we doing what we're doing? You know, like, we are, everyone is so focused on their job. We're so focused on this. We're so focused on that. Every, and at the end of the day... Like what, like, okay, so I, you know, so my job is like, I work for uh, an editing house and I, I love everyone at my job. Everyone's great, but you know, but everyone just works themselves to death. And, and for what? Like what kind of editing? They make like movies and TV shows and stuff. So that's oh, super shit. cool. Yeah, that's but rad. just in general, especially when you think of like business jobs, yeah. you know, I'm it's totally like, like it's of like, that age too. I've worked in editing houses before oh, and cool. I'm just like, yeah, no, fuck, I'll be there for 12 hours. Like, I don't care. Like, cause yeah. I, but I, I and like it's that like, shit, but and, it, that's so ingrained and in, in my cycle. mind. I'm just like, okay, you know, and, and I, I, I can't even talk cause I'm not helping the world as much as I would like to be, of course, but it's like especially America, we're so focused on our jobs and we think that that's like the most important thing when we don't give a fuck about everyone else suffering and it's like, we work our whole lives so hard and for what? You know, like what you're gonna you're gonna die, and you know what you're gonna die. That's why the and- kids are 31. Because why? Because parents are like, oh, all you want to do is go travel, go to festivals. Yeah, we don't want to fucking get old and do nothing like you guys. We want to live life a little bit and yeah, experience well, it's, this it's now. It's not even about doing nothing in the end. Like that's honestly doing nothing in the end. Is, oh, you mean nothing during your lives? I'm talking yeah, about yeah, like yeah, you yeah, know yeah, they yeah, they, yeah. they got you raised and all that stuff, and then you just see it. It's like you know they're fine at this point because yeah. they've already settled themselves into that way of life. They've settled themselves into that, and you know God bless them for doing it because. I mean, they've supported me. They got me where I needed to go. You know, they definitely have supported me more than I could even imagine. But it is this this sort of like mentality, though, that eventually has like led us to where we are now, right. where kids can't fucking pay yeah. for their fucking and, shit. And that's what I they was getting can't to. take care of themselves. What I was getting to is I had mentioned simplicity earlier. And, you know, so my whole point in being like, what are we even working for when we're destroying the earth? We're destroying each other. None of us are happy. We can't support ourselves in the way, you know. So what I think a key aspect of what the future holds is a return to simplicity and a return to realizing that so much that of of the things in the world that we bombard ourselves with, they're glamours. They're not real. There's no substance to them. They don't make us happy. What is the point? Especially when we're degrading the earth as much as we are and we're and you know, we're hurting each other and we're not happy. So I think that, you know, I think we're gonna wake up to this more and be like, Oh, you know what, we could be living really simple lives and actually really being feel feel fulfilled because we're not stressed about making as much money as possible and we're aware that everybody is happy and that everybody is 
at a point where they can try and feel fulfilled and we're not fucking the earth up, you know? So, and I think we've really kind of lost sight of the beauty of simplicity and kind of a slower paced life and things like growing your own food and whatnot, you know? And that's a huge thing that is, is, is a detriment to the earth is like, you know, in industrial farming and mm-hmm. industrial, um, you know, like animal raising animals in that way and whatnot. And that's because one of the reasons of that is because it's impossible for everybody to grow their own food right now or mm-hmm. to like buy it locally. And there's so many people who live in food deserts where they're not capable oh, yeah. of getting fresh that's food. That's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. And it's everything is interconnected into just these this crazy way that society is structured. Mm-hmm. Right. And how everyone is so unhappy and stressed and like, but yeah, I don't know. And people want to pretend like, you know, it's all equal or that this wasn't by design or that the structures of society do not have gigantic ramifications, even if they were things that were implemented and and flipped over (laughs) in the 60s. It's like, no, those things still reverberate to this day and have a massive impact on what's going on. Absolutely. If you want to just throw your head in the sand. Like over that, that, that's crazy to me. You know? But I do see, even though we are at this lowest of lows right now, I do see a resurgence happening because of the fact that the fact that we're talking about this now, I see you see so many more people trying to make more con- earth conscious uh, products, more ways to, you know, uh, the awareness is being spread totally. and it may not seem like we're getting anything from it right now, but I definitely know that it is making, I mean, even with the festival culture, you know, like more than it ever used to be, even though we see still things turning everything turns into Coachella at a certain point you know there's still (laughs) the idea in the move the movement though yeah totally I mean festivals especially DIY festivals like Mm -hmm. which I guess those are there are a few of those but still that's such an Aquarian concept like groups of people coming together to enjoy themselves and help each other and inspire each other and share new ideas and share you know knowledge and whatnot it's so Aquarian it's just awesome but and I agree with you too sorry there's just like so many people are waking up and mm-hmm. that's that's why what's happening in the world right now is happening in order for people to wake up and in order for people to become aware so that we can all start working for change. And simplicity, you know, because I, I think there there is this, you know, there's this inversion that's been, that's been going on with like basic needs to get by. The, the cost of that has risen so fucking much. Absolutely. And, and things that were luxuries has dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that you can you can get like a new iPhone for like half of your rent. Like that is so out of balance there, you know? And so at this point, like in culture, like simplicity doesn't necessarily have to be like a dirty word, you know? Oh, no. It's like, it's well, I'm like, using it as a great word. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like you can have yeah. a, you know, a, a quote unquote simple life, which is not, you know, being lavish with a mansion and going on vaca- like, you know, vacations every month and shit like that. Like, we don't want it anymore. We don't yeah, want all no, these things attached really to us that. because like, we're yeah. overwhelmed. We're like, you know, the fact, I, I think that is another one of the, like that's tied into the anxiety and the depression that you see people posting about and they try to make jokes. They try to like different reflect from it but you know like really it's just a fucking cry for help it's like fuck i'm yeah. overworked everybody's overworked Everyone's like it's overworked. hard to answer somebody's text yeah you know like i sometimes i go like three or four days now i used to get Same. mad at my friends like few years ago i was like how do people not respond to their texts and now you're just like literally like the it. thought of picking up my phone and looking at that text and reading it and trying to comprehend what it says is giving me an ulcer yeah i don't want to fucking think about that right now like i don't want to do that yeah another thing too is like the generation prior to us was so material 
material thing driven mm-hmm. you know like look at the 50s oh my god i have my new washer and dryer it's so isn't it exciting really <laughs> yeah. oh yes darling it really is but now we're like you know we're realizing more and more that material wealth and material things are not what make us happy right especially when we see the de- like i've used this term a thousand times in this conversation but like the degradation that it's caused on the earth especially mm-hmm. when we see how you know, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I obviously, I like material things, but, oh, like, yeah. just as far as, like, on a grand scale of things, like, we're, our generation has realized that that is not the ultimate goal of life, is and, to have as many things as you want. It's not. You don't feel fulfilled spiritually or emotionally. Like, there's no, because it's not real. You don't need those things. And it doesn't define you either. No, totally not. And, and, you know, there are obviously still people who feel that it does. And, yeah, like, you can, like, obviously I have a very expressive style. And in a sense it kind of defines me. But, like, I'm not. That's great, though. Like, you know, but, having but that it's... individual sense promotes people to go out and design their own, you know, how they want to dress instead of, like, okay, I'm going to go to Forever 21 and pick out the same shirt that, like, 20 like, girls are yeah. wearing, you know. But, like, your style is also your choice, you know. It's right. not the it's not the brand. It's not the thing. It's not the, like, oh, because this is harder to get, I am better than you. Like, that's right. an idea that I do not really see. And maybe, you know, maybe my worldview is limited, but I don't really see that permeating, like, our, you know, our culture in, you know, our age group. Yeah, I mean... Not in us, not with us. I mean, there certainly are people our age who are like that. I mean, clout and like financial. Just think about the movies that used to inspire like like males and females, you know, like different, like there was definitely more geared towards males, but you have movies like mobster movies and gangster movies and Scarface movies and like stuff where like they're showing people to like idolize like getting rich or dying trying, (laughs) you know, get rich or die trying type of mentality. And even it's always mind blowing to me that like, like much like the Rick and Morty thing that we were talking about, how people still will idolize these when you know exactly what happens at the end of every fucking story. The point is it's a cautionary tale. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, don't do this. We're literally getting the opposite from this shit. But it's still somehow being that it's artistic and cool like i mean it kind of does romanticize it to where like you know people that just they look at it they're like oh that was cool you know like i mean i suppose that it goes with drug movies or or anything else but now we're at a point where like you're starting to see art that does actually depict you know things that need to be changed and and you know definitely spreading themes of of awareness and I think that it is it's coming you know people yeah. are searching for the simple things more than ever I think people want to go on hikes than I ever can remember wanting them to go on people need simplicity nature, and the connection to nature getting away from the the clutter the the light pollution you know Absolutely. breaking away and, and doing all that stuff these are things that are becoming trendy if you will but they're also it's still good I it's still great. encourage it more <laughs> than anything my friends always yeah. used to say don't like yeah this guy's doing it because it's trendy I'm like oh because you own the fucking earth before like you own the dirt like like, fuck yeah what a great thing to be trendy yeah you know like sure like maybe this girl's only going on a hike because she wants to take an instagram picture at the top but But that's how it starts next thing you know she's fucking doing gorgonio like three times a week yeah and i mean i think that that all calls back to like what you're talking about like like the growing pains of it all you know the swing Mm -hmm. back in the other direction because we've seen over the last you know decade or two or you know even even you know you can expand that scope even farther but like what you know you know, this rugged individualism and also like what, um, you know, being so focused on technology, like the drawbacks of all that stuff, you know, how it uh, how it can be unhealthy and what, you know, what sitting in an office all day will do to you. Like right. that becomes more as it becomes more common knowledge. People are, are you know, 
passing back against that. And so going on, you know, going on hikes and nature and, you know, all these different diets and things like that as people, you know, explore more and do more things like that, I think, is the compensation for it. You know, the pendulum swings one way yeah. and we're in the middle of it swinging back the other. Yeah. Now, uh, something that I would be a fool to not talk about since like my nonprofit was like kind of a you know interesting factor of this is like what the ultimate kind of message that we're sharing is and it really ties into you know people's question of like okay well why are you confident in this how are so many people going to change how are we going to do this on our own and it stems into the reality that humanity is not alone and that you know we are a very young planet we're a very young species. We're a very young species. And, you know, we have had so much help from behind the scenes that we're not aware of because, you know, we're just haven't been made aware of it yet. But so another thing that I was talking about, about how all major religions are connected, um, something the reason why all this information resonates with me so much is because my gut instinct is that there can't be so many religions and like spiritual interpretations of life that have so many similarities and thus have everybody be just stark wrong and have there be nothing yeah it's a bunch of different programmers or or gamers at the same time playing on this like world of warcraft console (laughs) where they're playing different levels they're meeting up with each other (laughs) they kill each other off and then they come back you know that's i mean in like that's just one of the many uh, you know, fucking allegories that I have for like what could it, what it could possibly be in terms of, but like the, the this hierarchy of intelligence, I certainly believe in. Though I don't really think that any human being, and I could be wrong because I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying it because of that. I find it really hard to believe when people are so certain of any one right. fundamental way of it being a certain right. Way. Oh like, yeah, and it, I agree yeah, with that too. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. And then what? So the the reason why this resonates with me is because. I was like, okay, everybody has this idea. And then, I mean, especially when you bring like hell into it, I was like, everybody, I mean, just look at Christianity in itself, how many different sects there are. And oh, if, yeah. you, if you don't, if one, one sect is like, well, if you don't believe it this way, you're going to burn in hell. And the other one's like, well, if you don't believe it this way, you're going to burn in hell. I'm like, either everybody's burning in hell or <laughs> nobody's burning in hell. So the reason why this resonates with me so much is because it shows the interconnectedness of all major religions. And the thing, so my understanding and what super just clicks with me, and and at the end of the day, so the difference between belief and faith is that your beliefs can change and your faith is just a state of being. And so I have like, I, I just am faith, have faith in what this is because it just resonates with me so deeply, is that the trajectory that every single human soul is on is in Catholicism, it's becoming a saint. In Hinduism, it's reaching nirvana, or is that Buddhism? Buddhism. Buddhism. <laughs> Buddhism my bad. Um, there's there is one in Hinduism. I'm yeah. forgetting the name of it. Right, but they right. all have this end this this end game. Well, right? it, but it's not an end game though. It's not an end game. It's just a new step. So basically, what really makes sense to me, and what I have learned from my studying, is that there are different levels of initiation that a human soul goes through in order to no longer have to be trapped in a human body. Hmm. Humans, typically, the average person that you know is a very, not very, but like typically relatively unevolved soul. And there's different levels of initiation, right? And so the people that we know historically who were like super powerful people, typically who've made a huge impact on the earth, they're more evolved souls typically. But this is, you know, over the course of hundreds of thousands of lives with karma balancing out 
excuse me, balancing out as we're going along. But eventually, a human soul, after how many number of incarnations it's supposed to do karmically, or within the law of karma for itself, it reaches a point where it doesn't need to incarnate into a physical human body anymore. And it's become a master of wisdom, or a saint, or it's reached nirvana, if you will. And then, but then it continues to evolve, either on Earth or elsewhere in the cosmos. And so this might sound like super crazy, but whatever. So like our bodies are bodies with souls, right? So the planet is a body with a soul. The solar system is a body with a soul. The galaxy is a body with a soul, if you will. And so evolution just continues and I have no idea if it stops or what or whatever. So we, and then it gets even more complicated when you think about, okay, well, if evolution is a continuous thing, yet the earth created us to be on it, because there is an actual like logos, like a soul of the planet and we're a part of its body, but then we can continue evolving on our own and maybe eventually become a planet on our own. Like that's crazy to think about. But so what I was getting at earlier about how humanity has had help is there's a group of these masters of wisdom who are essentially just super, super evolved human souls that have gone through all the same trials and tribulations that we have. Um, that have been helping humanity from the behind, behind the scenes forever. And you know, we're like the fifth root race of humanity. We're not the first try at humanity on earth. So humans are actually, or if you will, like sentient beings in the same way that we are with the same level of consciousness that we are, we're not the first attempt at that on earth. And so thus there are, there are souls. But so what are you, what are you referring to when you say that? Like Do you Atlantis mean like, and like Lemurians and whatnot, just like other, other humans before, before we evolved from so in anthropological terms you're talking about like this is like all like since we were homo sapien or like going back to like before, Cro-Magnon so yeah so, so we're, okay. we're the race of humans that did evolve from you know from homo like we went from i'm forgetting all yeah, the we got like our top we got like our philippicus through to yeah. where it is and there's probably consciousness probably develops at some point during all that yeah, yeah so okay. like I'm, I'm super like yeah i think atlantis is real like all that so like but, but that was you know before we evolved from animals into what we all know so i think and that there's also like there's different kingdoms that that we don't realize so the human kingdom is actually its own kingdom and this is you know obviously everything i say this is just take it with a grain of salt you know this Mm -hmm. is all just to know that this exists but so the human kingdom is its own kingdom and then above the human kingdom is the kingdom of souls and that is the kingdom that you enter when you become a master or when you reach nirvana or whatever and so there's a there's a group of these masters of wisdom who are just you know members of this of this kingdom who have helped humanity forever and so so many of our ideas have been put into the mind belt by these masters of wisdom kind of just suggesting them and then someone gets the idea and you know so it's put into their head or whatever so so many things that we have had so many amazing like breakthroughs and whatnot that we've had have been through that help um, so now I think I mentioned like quite a while ago that each major religion is waiting for the next coming of their teacher. And right now, like, cause the Buddha, well, Buddhism technically has it with, uh, the Dalai Lama, who is a, a, a reincarnate of, of, well, the Dalai Lama is always a reincarnation of himself. Okay. Right. So they, so with Buddhism, the next, so Gautama Buddha said there will mm-hmm. be another Buddha so, like myself, the Buddha Maitreya. So, so I just want to just, you know, from a, from a layman's perspective, you know, I just want to make sure that we're, you know, all like kind of establishing this clearly. So you're saying that it's the kingdom of souls is more of like a metaphysical, like, like spiritual. 
it's like a, it's an actual thing? kingdom but it's like let me read this not on the physical I don't know. yeah so okay I, like i feel like we're jumping from like stuff that we're talking about literally to stuff that we're talking about like metaphorically no, to I stuff mean, that's I like religious I mean, like, like spiritual I okay mean, so this like, is what you're okay. it's hard to explain or articulate these things to make sense to anybody who uses conventional wisdom or who won't who can't like you know well, no i can i can understand I'm not saying things that, like what you're talking about you know and see like it seem crazy to some people to sum it up in a sentence like it being like you know what you're what you're preaching is like the venn diagram of every major religion and like the core components of that what i'm talking about and now we're talking about jumping into something else that's a that's a new thing to to me at least yeah it, uh, that would that would make sense if it's new so i just didn't want to like breeze by it you know <laughs> without having somebody be like oh like you know i wanted to have a you no, know, some questions in there yeah. so i'm sure we're so we good. have mineral plant animal human soul and then maybe there's more and i don't know but scientists are you know forever they've been studying how fine is matter how fine is you know what is like the finest thing we can find and more and more people are starting to learn about etheric the etheric plane the different planes of existence and how Mm. everything is just energy and vibrating at different levels and how that means that there are different levels of existence that when you're on one you're not necessarily aware of the other ones so this actually is and you know i obviously have not studied enough to know to be like Here's all the science of it, but this is a very scientific thing. When you experience so, it too, it's kind of undeniable, and it's not the same way for everybody. Yeah, to well, I mean, it. I I am sure haven't experienced it. I'm very much a well, human, I'm I would, very physical. <laughs> no, it glimpses into these other planes of existence where you see things, and these are things that are discredited um, when people give their accounts of psychedelics. And yeah. it's not to say that everybody because i do not believe that everybody's psychedelic experiences are the same and i think a lot of that has to do with many different things i do believe that it can be the teacher for a lot of people and it can be something that actually forces somebody who is just so unwilling to actually go out and listen to anybody else Mm -hmm. like myself to (laughs) be here bitch this is like this is what exists right and i have in many several different ways which makes me realize that the 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 scope or the you know the scale of like how much other fucking information that is out there that exists currently right here in this plane of existence so in this much. dimension that we can't perceive <laughs> because of light because of all that stuff is so much more beyond what we can even try to articulate and explain because we still after all are humans we know that dolphins use more of their cerebral cortex than we do which is a trip and a half because you know those motherfuckers are smart but we still can't communicate with them just the mysteries are so endless and it's best to just explore with the, a great curiosity curiosity but kind of understand and feel all of these things like it's easier to instead of splitting hairs over you know which god came first or which god did this and that it's like well let's like just look back at humanity and see how everything is played out and realize that things get lost in translation a lot Mm -hmm. and so that you know probably all of these things at one point in time were way more you know um they were meant to be you know coinciding with each other rather than like its own separate thing but like shit does get lost and get fucked up but i have no idea i need to look more into obviously a lot of different religions but these are just like things that i've learned on my own from my own experiences in that and seeing these other entities that could easily be written off as just a hallucination until you go later and you see that somebody else has depicted exactly what you saw yeah. and you're like okay there's no you can't and I can't make dogma. that shit what you were describing is dogma is like is 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 personal interpretation being projected onto a more general thing so mm-hmm. like 
my belief or my what I think is that all major religions stemmed from an actual real place of higher consciousness. And then over the years, you know, whoever had the power at that point to do so input their own dogmas and their own exclusions right own whatever right. into yeah, it yeah, to yeah. make them be all these separate things yeah it gets it's looking like, a, like telephone like, like, a, like a game of telephone tower of babel yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get you. is there a name for what like what you would call so, this like concept well what concept are we talking about well i mean like i mean like you know i know i know you're non-profit but is there like you know if you were to talk about this as like if it was his its own separate religion you know not to like put it in a category because i'm not exactly sure how you categorize it but is there is there something it's to like refer to this no by? i mean well like i said there's the age of wisdom teachings but but one of the reasons okay, that's like the kind of why thing yeah and one of the reasons why like i said why i find this so exciting too is because like this is a, a body of stuff that, you know, like I had said, is like you've read this in so many different things. And there is also a lot of noise out there, I think, especially within kind of like, so there's something called, you know, the astral plane. And the astral plane is like the plane where all, because everything is energy, right? We know that. So every single thought we have puts out energy and those that energy has to go somewhere. So mm-hmm. whether... It has a direct karmic relationship, you know, toward whatever you were thinking. Bouncing off. There's also the astral plane, which is like where all your thoughts go. And so there's a lot of fantasy on that because there's a lot of collective thought forms that have created different fantasy things. So when you're, you know, it can get, when you get into the realm of like talking about spirituality and with different people, you know, you can get a lot of very astral kind of stuff where, you know, people who have an understanding of what what astral things are will be like, oh, this is all very astral. It's all kind of fantastical. But then it's like, who am I to say? You know, like, this is all my opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I mean, I get that it's, a, it, 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 there's a fine line yeah, between like, is this a religion? You know, like, what makes this not a religion? Like, there are higher spiritual beings, beings involved. There are like practices that, you know, it's recommended, like, like the transmission meditation, you know, the meditations that I host weekly. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like no one's telling you to do anything. There's no one book. There's like hundreds of books written by tons of different people that all feeds into the same thing. And it's all just like what strikes truth within you. Sure. And like I've like I've I think I've probably have done kind of a bad job at articulating it, but it's like so many of the ideas I have, none of the ideas I have are new. Right. None of these are unique. Like sure. these are these are you know, in so many different spaces but this we have we are a collective consciousness though right i mean totally yeah Yeah. so so you know this is like the age of wisdom wisdom teachings or whatever is for me a way to 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 bring all these ideas together that everyone's happening having and be like yeah everyone's right to an extent like here are all these things you know but then of course you can break off into like well what's the truth and how do you know that's that's the thing and that's one of the ideas about that i loved about the the kabbalion which is the occultist uh like uh, philosophy based off of um the teachings of hermes which was Mm -hmm. the like third incarnation of uh toth which Mm -hmm. is this guy in this book who's Mm -hmm. the ancient atlantean and he goes you know, even in the very beginning of this book, he goes back and explains how like fucking ancient he is and how he, he keeps coming back and he has stopped now. He hasn't come back again and he will return, mm-hmm. just like we were saying before, how every religion or every, you know, faith has that. But the Kabbalion was, um, you know, based off of the teachings of Hermes, which is basically this 
old, old ancient wisdom that does bring all of these different, uh, you know, religions and, and ideologies kind of together. Yeah. Um, on, uh, the good things from all of them, the things that for me make sense. Yeah. So as I was reading them, you know, like instead of duality, they talk about polarity, how, you know, there's the, mm-hmm. the opposite end. So like it goes along with the idea of how we believe these cycles, you know, when we're kind of on the pendulum swinging both ways. Also, the other thing was there's no such thing as truth as much as there is half truths where yes every there, anything can be true or false in a different circumstance and it just a very slight different variation of that you know because when you start to experience different things it's really hard to say that something is absolutely true all the time mm-hmm. or that it's absolutely false mm-hmm. you know that everything is is very circumstantial and so that's another concept that I really enjoy from that. The idea, like, as I start to think about it more and more and stay conscious of that, like, you know, like, don't get caught up in your truths. Think of them only as half truths so that it makes you also more receptive to when people are explaining new ideas or concepts to yeah. you. It allows you to hopefully easily, easily understand it because humans naturally we want to feel secure in our thoughts. <laughs> in our beliefs, idea, yeah. <laughs> and what we want, we need to get to the bottom of it. But, but you know yeah. what? We are coming down to the end here. I... I'm fucking super stoked on this because I really honestly thought we were going to come on and talk about just like how I know you from base waffles because we could get into a whole <laughs> yeah. other fucking thing with that. Like, you know, that's a whole other field that and, we normally would talk about. And I'm so bummed. I like the hour and like five minute mark. We just opened up this other gigantic can of worms. I'm just like, I know shit, I didn't even I get could... to the thing I was eventually leading up to. Well, go ahead. Could, no, you know, oh, no, 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 go no, ahead. No, no, please, like, please, please do. Yeah. We want to know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the key thing and the, the key so it's called the reappearance work. And I said, you know, every major religion is waiting for the next coming of their whomever. Uh-huh. So my understanding is that it's all one and the same person that everybody is waiting for. It's the Christ. It's the next reincarnation of the Buddha. So it's the Buddha Maitreya. It's the reincarnation of Krishna. It's the Imamahdi. It's the Messiah. They're all titles and names for one and the same great being who is the world teacher for all of humanity, regardless of whatever religion you think you're a part of, regardless of whatever, whatever, whatever. It is essentially just a being who is here for every single human on earth, is not asking to be devoted to or to have people believe in them or anything like that. It's just a teacher for all of humanity who's going to present humanity with the realities of our, just with reality of like how far we've veered off the path and the plan that, you know, the the soul of the planet has for humanity and what the priorities are. And the priorities... And, and this, this, this being's name is Maitreya. Like Buddha, Gautama Buddha said that the, there will be another Buddha like me and that Buddha will be the Buddha Maitreya. And so just real fast too, because I know we're out of time. So each new age has a great teacher that comes and inaugurates that age. You mentioned Hermes. Hermes inaugurated an age however many thousands of years ago. Guess who inaugurated the age of Pisces 2,000 years ago? And guess whose symbol is a fish? Jesus. Right? He inaugurated the age of Pisces. Prior to him, we had Rama, Mithra, Confucius, That's Krishna, interesting Buddha. That's fucking interesting. All those <laughs> names, all those names that everybody's familiar with, every single one of those beings inaugurated or uh, either a new age or came at a super pivotal time for humanity. Yeah. And so now we're at the beginning of another age, the age of Aquarius. And if you read the Bible and other spiritual texts, they talk about the water bringer. And that is the the teacher who was inaugurated in the age of Aquarius for humanity. And that person is the super, super evolved soul 
you know, way more evolved than we could ever imagine. The the leader of the spiritual hierarchy, that group of masters of wisdom I described earlier, whose name is Maitreya. And they're pr- Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, exactly. <laughs> and Maitreya's priorities so <laughs> are A, having humanity recognize that we're all one. We're all members of one divine family. There is no separation between any of us. If one of us suffers, everybody is suffering, even if we don't realize it. Mm-hmm. So that's the key. Like the number one priority is to have everybody live a beautiful life. The next one is, of course, restoring ecological balance and living in harmony with the earth. And then there's tons of more priorities. But so that's one of the reasons as well why I am like, this is, you know, we're going to be able to do this because we have then... Maitreya and the spiritual hierarchy are going to say, you have our guidance if you wish to accept it. There's a law of, you know, one of the laws of life is the law of free will. We can't be forced to do anything. We can, you know, we can choose to accept this guidance if we want to, but I think that we will because everybody is going to be moved in a way that we have never been moved before because we're going to be offered or we're going to have the experience of experiencing ourselves as our true self. Can I offer one prediction? Sure. And I'm hoping that we name the first actual legitimate, like artificial intelligence, the first life that we create <laughs> is Maitreya. That's my guess. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh. But separate from what there. I was just describing. You mean just me. Or they'll call him yeah. Marty. Marty, for sure. Marty for like, sure. Mar- they'll be like, Marty. And then that, dude, that, that's a fucking great premise to a future, like, science fiction spiritual movie no holy shit i (laughs) god damn this was that was really cool i was was, like super intrigued i honestly had no idea that that was the direction either of us were expecting (laughs) i thought it was gonna gonna have to do like way more like uh, like i was yeah we're still going i thought it was gonna be way more of like some i didn't even know to be honest with you but that was awesome because i'm super intrigued by all that kind of stuff and i can fucking listen to it talk about like my own things all day and like mine is strictly from just my own experiences that i develop these thoughts because i think all the time all day yeah and i'm kind of stubborn and i don't like to get cluttered because i could fall too easily into different things but these kind of interactions when people share this way is i'm way more receptive and that was awesome it's (laughs) great and you wouldn't you would be Maybe you want to be, but you might also be shocked to learn that I have spoken to so many people who have said the exact same thing to me in my lifetime. Like mm-hmm. doing this work, I've, I've talked to so many people, typically young people, who were like, everything you just said to me, I've like come up with on my own. Right. Like, yeah. like you know, even about as far as like, even about all the different religious teachers being the same person, even things like that. So many people have just had these ideas on their own. Mm-hmm. And then they, they come to one of our booths and they're like, wait a second, like, wait, I know this. I don't know how I know it, but I know it. And and it also happens almost every single time I work at an event, usually they look like this. Someone will come (laughs) up and they'll be like, I found it. Yeah. (laughs) And then maybe they look like a super normal, like I've even had like guys that look like bros have come up to the booth and they're like, I found it. I'm like, pardon? And they're like, I just had this feeling that there was something at this expo or this festival or whatever that I needed to, 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 to like look at and I've been looking at every booth and I finally found it this is it and I'm like yeah because your soul (laughs) led you here you're finally ready at this point in your life to like have this information be presented to you and show that you know so much more than you already you know than you realize you knew but but yeah I mean you know as far as like my scene my, my my presence in the bass scene I love it. It's so much fun. It was totally unexpected. I had I had like listened to like a de- like a little bit of bass music prior to moving to uh-huh. LA. And so my life right now is like finding mostly my work. It's like how the fuck do I reclaim my life from working a 9 to, nine to 
sometimes up to 8.30. I work sometimes 12 hours a day for sure. Mm -hmm. Like not very frequently, but like I work over eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. Pretty standard. Yeah. And so now it's like, how do I (laughs) not be exhausted all the time when I want to do the share international work and I want to balance my like social life as well? Because my social life is really important to me. Like I love everybody. Everyone's so fucking cool. It's not just a social life, despite what it may seem like right now, or I'm sure you've already realized on your own. But for me, like, you know, setting intent a few years ago, six or seven years ago to create this artist network that was, I mean, just a you know dream and it was like so small then years go by my social life just taking over as so i thought you know i'm partying and not really thinking i'm paying any mind to that but little did i know all of this whole time it's like been building up into what it has been you know yeah. in like way more in, in way grander ways than i could have ever thought like and it's really it, i don't believe in coincidences all of this stuff is is you know happening Super for a reason agree. we started this podcast so that we could eventually bring you on to raise more of this awareness, <laughs> this consciousness that we're spreading out there we are though because we could keep going forever and ever we're going to have you back on Aww. because we want to bring you back down here and, and talk more about this but for right now we do this have to... i feel like i feel like i asked i feel like we asked one question <laughs> and that was the whole thing i love it though like i absolutely love it so if that's any indication like absolutely yeah. we want to have you back i think on. i think so each episode could just be one question <laughs> But, you know, for right now, aside from uh, the Care International, um, Share Share. International, sorry, (laughs) Share International, what else would you like to plug for yourself, you know, in these social media platforms that you want people to follow? Well, well, yeah, but let's talk about Share International. Like, what what can people do to get involved? Like, what what the, is like, is there physical work people would need to, like, volunteer? Is there, you know, at least some social media channels where people can keep up with stuff? Yeah. So, like I said, everything is volunteer. There's not a single paid position within the entire thing. Um, we get funding through donations and through uh, selling books online. But like the biggest thing is transmission meditation is fucking huge. It's so important, and we don't realize it. So basically, transmission meditation. Um, well, if we don't, if we're limited on time, then I don't need to get exactly <laughs> what it is. But that's a huge way you can do a service, and it's super simple. You could tell people to reach out to you. Yeah, yeah reach out to media. me. I have a meditation group. Yeah. Uh, we meet on Mondays at 7.30. I'm still going to go to that soon. I know yeah. now, now that I know it's connected to this other thing too, it's even going to give me yeah. much more drive to go. And I'm then, like, yeah, volunteering. We work at events. I mean, every weekend there's an event. So is there, like, is there a website that people yeah, can go to? Yeah, there's a website. Um, there's also like a regional website. I mean, you just have to forgive how absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, we can, I can get it from you later and we'll post is. it in the description of this episode so people can get a direct link okay. to it all. Okay, yeah, yeah. That would, yeah. So is, there, sh- is there like a Facebook page and Twitter and everything? There is a there is a Facebook. Share international share dash international dot org is the website, and then there are various Facebook pages. Since it's like a network of volunteers, and so, you know, so many people are, it's kind of antiquated because there's so many older people involved and whatnot. So it's a, it's all like a navigation, like of anything like, in figuring, life, like, like anything every in system life. in life, right? Of course, yeah. The but American yeah, so Heart a Association doesn't know shit. Well. That's the first <laughs> test. I can you send know. it your way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we always would love more people to, to educate themselves and be inspired and, um, you know, want to maybe work in an event or, I mean, the biggest thing is just getting people to, to, to be inspired and feel good about doing transmission meditation. And there are some people who come to my group regularly and who love it and who, you know, have had real interesting experiences while doing it. 
um, that who would also super be be super happy to you know share their experiences. I don't know if you guys know Chloe Saletta. You know her. She's I she's Jackson. my Facebook friend, but I haven't yeah. met her in person now. Yeah, so she comes a lot. But yeah, and I think another thing too is just figure out a way to do something that has a positive impact on someone's life. There you go. I like <laughs> to say the nature of soul is service. Yes. Exactly. Any way you can, you know, any way you can. Well, I that's like fucking that. awesome. Anything about you personally, Instagram or anything like that you want to shout out or? Uh, I mean, sure. That's okay. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't have to. I'm not I don't I mean, I'm whatever. I think yeah. probably everyone who's going to listen probably already follows me on Instagram. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. all is the sun. You never know. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I somehow was following you before it just kind of fell into that. But, um, Thank you so much for said. If you don't know, now you know. (laughs) If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, Yeah, thank you, thank you. With me, of course, you could always find me on Instagram uh, with at Hoodrat Stuff with three Fs. Also, follow the art of all my friends on my art account, Psychedelic Lines Den, Psychedelic underscore Lines underscore Den. Come check us out for this month's Art in the Park. I haven't posted it yet, but it is (laughs) going to be on the 19th uh, that's a sunday at peak park in buena park it's gonna be hot and we're anticipating a fucking slip and slide so nice. no Ooh. promises but we're trying hey, to make hey. it happen the weatherman says there's a 60 percent chance of slip and slides <laughs> on that sunday in bring buena your chanclas too so you don't get shit all over your feet and everything afterward all mm-hmm. right so yeah a 20 percent chance of shitty feet and hey <laughs> while you're out there why don't you guys also do yourself a favor and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast however you guys go ahead and do podcasts uh i want to remind everybody big special shout out uh we're on spotify now so if you have no idea how to work a fucking podcast tell your friend who is not with it being 2018 yo just go to spotify and check us out every thursday i mean if you start working up the catalog now up to episode 56 um you know you'll have a a a good a good full like week and a half ahead of you so (laughs) that's what that's all about and of course make sure you got us on social media as well at let it bleedcast on facebook twitter and instagram i apologize for my mic being exceptionally like giving off all sorts of feedback i hear it i'm sorry it's why i wasn't talking so much this one and if uh if you guys want to go ahead and find me oh god i'm so sorry i can hear it um check me out on twitter that is at nobody cares phil on twitter and on instagram at (laughs) phil nobody cares wait fuck i fucked that up it's the other way around yeah you guys nobody cares you got it you know what (laughs) you're exactly right okay well thank you all for tuning in thank you olivia for coming down here on a tuesday night that was awesome thank you thank you so much and And we cannot boiling fucking hot room yeah (laughs) yes absolutely i love your passion i love your drive it's inspiring not only to me but hopefully to everybody else that's been listening i hope that everybody who's been listening could take away from this show and don't be afraid to let it bleed Thank you. Woo!